You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hey, y'all, it's Bridget here. Hampton Water Rosé isn't just a beverage. It's a lifestyle, a testament to the power of friendship and a celebration of life's vibrant moments. From sourcing the finest grapes, to crafting the perfect blend. Every sip of Hampton water tells a story encapsulating the spirit of camaraderie and elevating the art of wine enjoyment. So prepare your taste buds for a journey like no other as we delve into the world of Jesse Bon Jovi and Ali Thomas. Together, they're not just changing the way we drink rosé, they're creating a legacy one glass at a time. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a glass of Hampton water and enjoy the show. Jesse and Ali, welcome to Served Up. I'm really excited to have you on the show today. We are happy to be here. Amazing. Let's start off with Ali. Ali, can you tell me what brought you into the beverage industry? <laughs> um, well... I, I wish I could give you a, a cleaner version of this, but it's, it's very straightforward. Jesse and I, you know, we were both college athletes. I played hockey at Notre Dame. Jesse played football and um, we clearly weren't very good at that. So we uh, needed to figure out what we really were best at in college, which is drinking. And uh, we knew that we could uh, take that to another level. So that's really how this all started. It was uh, one late night going out to the Hamptons, Jesse and I hanging out, drinking rosé. And, you know, we always had a running joke of, Hampton water being the name of any rosé we drank because our mothers were giving us a hard time for how much rosé we were drinking. So we thought the easiest way to mitigate the hate was uh, by calling any rosé we drank Hampton water. And the name kind of stuck. And uh, like I said, one late night, we were in the Hamptons and uh, Jesse and I came back from a party and John was actually having a party at his house. And we showed up at the house and he offered us a glass of pink juice is what he was calling rosé at the time. And Jesse and I were feeling ourselves. We walked in there and we kind of looked at him like we had like he had eight heads. And we said, listen, old man, you're sitting in the Hamptons, you're drinking Hampton water. And John, being the marketing genius that he is, looked at us, was like, oh my God, could you imagine if someone put that on a bottle? And Jesse and I being two drunk college kids who knew that we couldn't have a desk job, uh, we went back to school, we put our work hats on. We came up with a business plan, marketing plan, label design. And the one thing that we found is our barrier to entry into the industry was that after the sale of Casamigos, right, a lot of celebrities were trying to get into the alcohol space. And for Jesse and I and John, what we realized was that a lot of people were going to do it. But the only way that they were going to succeed is one, if they had really good juice in the bottle. And two, if they had a celebrity that was going to work on top of the people that were in the were in the corporation to begin with, right? And we've been very fortunate that all John Bon Jovi knows how to do is work. And uh, he's instilled that in his son, Jesse, and he's made sure that I understand that as well. So that was our our foray into the alcohol industry was uh, just a one late night hanging out by hanging out in the Hamptons, sitting on the porch, hanging out the three of us. And uh, the idea was born. Well, that's super cool. Jesse, can you tell me a little bit about the actual wine itself? 
you know, where does it yeah. come from? How did, how did you select it? Really? Like how was the brand born, you know, really like after that business plan that you two put together? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, to Ali's point, we really, we went back to school and we just started calling people. We literally called everyone from liquor store owners to restaurant owners. And then that got introduced into importers and winemakers. And we started to kind of put together this concept of, we knew what sort of wines we liked to Ali's point, right? We were going out to the Hamptons. We were drinking lots of different rosés. And as we continued down this journey, and like we said, we started meeting all these different folks in the industry. We really started to broaden our horizons, but we knew at the time, and I still think today, all of our favorite rosés were French. We were drinking many of our competitors now. Uh, so I won't mention them by name, no free ads over here on this podcast, but uh, we were enjoying lots of different French rosés and we liked that style. We liked it lighter. We liked that, you know, that beautiful pink pale color. And so we were familiar with Gerard Bertrand's wines, um, but we had obviously never met the guy. We had heard about him. We were drinking lots of his products. And when we had the opportunity to meet him, initially it was just supposed to be a, hey, learn a little bit more about the wine business. This guy's running a great rosé business. Let us know what you think. Um, and what was supposed to be a one-hour lunch turned into a four-hour sit-down. And what started is just tell us about how you make rosé, how have you had success, what are you seeing in the market, turned into, well, I love this idea of creating a lifestyle brand. That's what we're trying to do. There's a great connection between the South of France and the Hamptons. And how we enjoy our summers, they enjoy their summers the same way. And Gerard being a family man, and obviously this being a family business, we hit it off. And so Gerard said, not only will I make this wine for you, but if you'd have me, I would love to be a partner in this business. And so for continuity and credibility, we brought Gerard in as a major minority partner in the business. And we were off to the races from there. So it's all grown, bottled, produced in the Languedoc region of France. It's a Grenache blend, Syrah and so and Mavedra. So a very traditional sort of South of France blend, but we add that fourth grape varietal. And then another big difference that I really think sets us apart. And again, you know, to Ali's point of, we really went and worked it. Not only was this not a white label, right? This wasn't just something that Gerard made and said, well, we'll call this Hampton water. We actually went over there and we spent almost a week literally in a lab doing the weird chemistry and science of blending wine. And Gerard really led us through it. But uh, at the end of the day, we were incredibly hands-on with creating this blend. And what I really think sets us apart as well is from a blending perspective, 20% of the wine is aged 30 to 60 days in new French oak. So what you'll notice as you drink the wine is that it's obviously fruity. It's very floral. Um, but not necessarily sweet, like some folks think of when they think of rosé. It's much more dry. But a big difference from ours that we noticed as we were doing a lot of our research and looking at the category was that so many Provence-style rosés were very tip of your tongue. They could be very acidic. You would get sort of this pang of, of fruit flavor, and then there wouldn't be much else after that. And what Gerard really educated us to, and again, what I think really sets us apart is the fact that because we're oak aged, it just sort of rounds out the wine. It gets rid of that tip of your tongue acidity. So it's not as if, oh, I'll have one or two glasses and maybe I'll try something else after that. You want to continue to drink this. Again, different fruit, you know, different grape varietals in the wine lead to things like mouth salivation. And that also comes from a lot of the salinity that you get from the limestone that is in uh, the terroir that is so symbolic of the Languedoc region. Obviously, we can go on and on and on. But what we've really found is that uh, for lack of a better phrase, it's a porch pounder. People don't seem to put this one down and they enjoy it uh, all year, all the time. And 
bottles don't last, unfortunately, once they're opened. There's nothing wrong with calling it a porch pounder, by the way. It works. It, <laughs> it works. I've, I've had it. It's delicious. Um, Ali, I want to go back over to you. And how is, can you tell me, it's like some of the ways that Hampton Water is connecting with the beverage trade. I was recently a judge for Speed Rack. And, you know, Speed Rack is near and dear to all of us in the beverage industry and the hospitality industry. You know, they raise a lot of money um, for bartenders, you know, with breast cancer or for breast cancer um, awareness, as well as services, which is a beautiful thing. And, you know, Hampton Water was front and center. They brought it right up on the stage to us judges. It was a really cool moment. And I just want to hear, and I think our listeners would love to know, you know, what are some of the ways that you're connecting with the beverage trade? I think, look, to your point, um, you know, Speedback has been a great partner for us, right? I, you know, last year, we actually partnered with the United, uh, the USBG, the, the Bartenders Guild, um, and did a cocktail competition. And really, like, at the end of the day, right, the whole idea around this was that um, when you're sitting at a bar, who's, who's going to offer you your suggestion of drink, right? It's the bartender. So for us being able to work closely with the bartenders across America um, is an amazing experience for us. And we plan to continue to do it. I believe next week, this is Monday, Jesse, Jesse will be there. I will actually be at women of the vine. So I will not be with Jesse at that speed route competition, but our whole team will be there on Monday and we'll continue to keep working because as I mentioned earlier, right. For us, working with the bartender community to have them be connected with the brand and understand that we're not only just focused on selling wine, but also giving back is a big deal for us and making sure that the bartenders are able to tell our story right outside of, yeah, we have 500,000 plus social media followings. Right. But when someone's, you know, bellied up at a bar, hanging out, sitting there, trying to figure out what they want to drink next and hear our story from a different lens, you know, we're really focusing on these bartenders to be able to tell that story. So being able to be a part of things like speed rack, really help the cause and really help us make sure that we're able to tell our story, not through our lens, but through the bartender's lens as well. As well. Yeah. And, and to piggyback on that, you know, one thing that we were really excited about when working with the USBG, we're the first wine brand ever to partner with the USBG. And we did that last year. And what we've always believed about Rosé is that it's meant to be accessible. We don't want it to ever feel as if, if you don't know a lot about this, that you can't enjoy it. We want people that have never had a Rosé that are intimidated by Rosé that we're intimidated by wine in general. You know, when we started this, we were, I was 21 years old. Ali was 23, right? I mean, we literally didn't know anything about making wine or the wine process. And we had walked into plenty of liquor stores and we'd go, well, I'm going to buy a bottle of tequila because I know what tequila is. I'm going to buy a bottle of rosé. I'm going to buy a 12 rack of beers. You're not going to get in trouble. You can show up to a house party and, and be the hero with those three things. But the wine section was incredibly intimidating. And so our belief has always been that we want to really democratize that. And so working with the USBG, doing things like creating cocktails with the wine, like I said, no wine brand has ever done that before. In our minds, if a bartender is at least given the idea to be told, well, this goes great and we call it a Hampton 75, it's our play on a French 75. So many bartenders around the country go, oh, that would be great in a... Negroni. That would be great in a hotty toddy. That would be great in a and the amount of cocktails that not only we obviously got from the amazing USBG competition, but we walk into bars all the time and they go, you got to try, you know, you guys are Hampton Water. You got to try this cocktail that we made. It's crushing. And what I feel that that allows them obviously to feel a great sense of pride. It allows us to engage with them in a completely different way that no other wine brand is doing. But also for the person that maybe wants a lower ABV cocktail, 
bartender is now excited to tell them about it. For the person that doesn't maybe know a lot about French wine or wine in general, they go, well, this one sounds good. Let's give it a try. And then they try and it's great. And then that can be their introduction into wine. You know, and so that's always been our belief as well. Again, from engaging the trade to Ali's point, if we can be your favorite bartender's favorite wine, then we've got a great leg up. But if there are multiple different ways that a consumer can engage with the brand as well, that a bartender is excited to tell you about, we think that that gives us a great leg up too. I think it's super cool that you are very open as a wine company to let bartenders play with the wine in that format as a member of the USBG and a member of just a really long time, guys. Okay. And that you're right. Never seen that before. And it's typically not encouraged by wine companies to engage with the bartenders to be creative, right? With their brands. And when they do that, like with, with you're doing, we said French 75, my ears totally perked up. Like that sounds delicious, right? And it's an totally. easy cocktail to make. Very easy. And you know, the, makes sense. That, and even for things like a Rosarita, right? Like that is one that is caught fire. That is so simple and people love, it. and it looks just so sexy in a glass because all of a sudden, instead of having your typical margarita colors, all of a sudden has a hint of pink in it. Right. And it's very whole different vibe that brings a whole different um, atmosphere to the bar. So all great things that we're able to do by uh, engaging the bartender community. Yeah, for sure. And that all starts with the quality, right? Totally. You know, with what's totally in the fine. bottle, because if the quality is out there, the bartender is not going to want to. And again, I think that it speaks to an attitude as well, like you said, right? And there's nothing wrong with it. We're incredibly proud of the delicious wine that we've created. But who am I to tell a bartender how they should pour a drink? If you want to make a cocktail with it, go ahead. If you want to enjoy a cocktail with it, go ahead. I, you know, I, I don't care. Some people would always ask us in the beginning, they go, well, do you put ice in your rosé? I don't care what you do with the rosé. <laughs> it's your, you bought it. You know, we, we made it to you. We made it for you with love. And now it's up to you on how you want to enjoy it. And that's always been our attitude from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, Allie, tell me, um, is there any tricks to pairing Hampton water with some food? We're very fortunate when it comes to our wine. Obviously, right, traditionally, you think of seafood pairings when you're coming to rosé. But I think that the unique thing about us and that comes in with that adding of the Sinso grape is that this wine also really stands up to spicy food, which is amazing, right? So, you know, I remember, what was it, three years ago, Jesse, when we were in Vegas, we did a Chinese New Year. I think it was almost five years ago now. It was 2018. There you go. <laughs> You've been doing this a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a Chinese New Year dinner that was featured with Hampton Water. And we were pairing, you know, Kung Pao chicken with Hampton Water and people were loving it, right? So that's something that we're super proud of is that the wine is very unique in the sense of we're not just kept in one box. And it kind of ties back to us, right? Going back to what we're doing with the cocktails, right? It's just, we're not looking to be a brand that is in a singular skew, just looking straight down one little you know, with your, uh, with your heads down the barrel, not realizing that there's so much more you can do with the wine. And really what we're proud of is the fact that this wine does pair with barbecue. It does pair with oysters. It does pair with Chinese food. So um, we're very fortunate, as I said, and very proud of the fact that the wine is able to stand up to a majority of the foods that you're able to consume. You know, something that I always say is um, when people ask me, you know, what, what's your favorite drink? I say, you know, what, whatever I'm drinking with my friend is my favorite, right? Yeah. And so I'm just listening to the both of you really go back and forth. I can tell that there's a, a deep kinship there, definitely a, a great brotherhood, a great friendship. Correct. Jesse, can you talk more about that? You know, what was it like meeting Ali? Like, 
Tell me more about those days. Yeah. So, uh, our moms actually introduced us funny enough. like any good Catholic school boys. Our mothers walked us uh, up to each other. No. So funny enough, Ali and I both grew up in New York. Um, I moved to the New York city when I was 12 and Ali grew up here and we actually went to rival high schools, but because of how junior hockey works, Ali is two years older than me and we never met each other, but we were the same year in college. And so literally I was wearing my poly prep blue devils football t-shirt and Ali had his Fieldston Eagles hockey t-shirt on. And we were the only two New Yorkers in South Bend, Indiana on a uh, athlete orientation day. And so literally our moms were like, look, honey, that boy's from New York. Like maybe you'll have some friends together. And we were like, hi, what's up, man? Like, yeah, I'm from New York. Yeah, I'm from New York. And we were in calculus class together that summer. Um, and I, knowing some hockey players knew that hockey players were my kind of people. And so sat next to all these guys uh, in the back of calculus class and said, all right, boys, it's Wednesday. What are we doing? We got 48 hours, first Friday of college, you know, let's go get in some trouble. And uh, I'll, I'll say we became quick friends after that. We had, we had a very similar agenda for that summer. Uh, and then we lived together our junior year and came up with this going into our senior year and then worked on it all through our senior year. And I graduated early uh, I graduated January of 2017. Uh, Ali graduated that spring. And by the time um, that summer was over, I would quit my job to work on Hampton Water full time. And then by that November, December, yeah, Ali uh, broke the, the shackles of commercial real estate in Manhattan and said, we're starting a wine business. And uh, we literally, we lived together until... Ali got very selfish and met a very beautiful young woman and decided that he wanted to become a real boy. And then uh, I did the same and I got engaged and Ali's gotten married. And now, unfortunately, we live on opposite sides of town. But for a long time, we literally were roommates and business partners. And people would kind of look at us and be like, partners? Like, yeah, business partners. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been, a, you know, you talk about brothers, we we fight like brothers. We hug like brothers. We, we do it all because we have spent so much time together. We've shared bedrooms. Uh, we've literally done it all. So yeah, the, we've spent a lot of time together. We used to joke and say that we were a married couple, uh, because we spent more time than most married couples do together. That's for sure. Jesse's, uh, Jesse, you know, he, he gave a speech at my wedding and he handed me divorce papers so that I could uh, find that was my that was my wedding gift to the <laughs> oh my god about to be formed Thomas family. <laughs> oh, funny! Oh my gosh, it definitely comes across. You know, I wish that we did a video for this because it comes across like even though we're not in the same room, that you two really share something, a really wonderful deep friendship. It's very cool. Very cool. What can you say about Hampton Water? What's next for the brand? I mean, look, right, you know, we're, we're always uh, in the belief of mind that we want to be a master of one before we're a master of none, right? So for us right now, we see a lot of runway with this brand and we feel that, you know, we don't want to take our eyes off the ball on this thing. You know, we, we've, done a, we've done a very good job in six short years of being an overnight success, if you will. Um, but there's still a lot more work to do in, in these battleground states that we're working hard on, right? You know, we've done a very good job on the coast. We've done a very good job. In, in Illinois, Chicago specifically, but there's still a lot of territory in between California and New York to cover. So as of now, we are looking to just keep expanding the team, 
and just expanding the distribution net, if you will, um, across the country and making sure that we are the rosé brand that people are looking for. And then, you know, Jesse and his team have done an amazing job on the marketing side as well with growing the social following and making sure that we really do and are the largest followed rosé brand um, in the world. Because look, for us, that it makes a life a lot easier, right? When the marketing and the sales are able to work hand in hand and you know, Jesse and his team have done a great job with the marketing where I'm able to walk in with my team and go, Hey guys, you X bar on the Upper East Side that just opened up and is looking for some looking for some good foot traffic, right? When you guys put together your your wine program and you decide Hampton Waters, you buy the glass option, and you're gonna put that French 75 or Hampton 75 or that Rosarito on your menu. You're gonna put that up on your social media. You're gonna tag us. We're gonna repost you. We're able to drive traffic to you. So, you know, for us, that's something that we're really focused on and making sure that both sides of the business are working hand in hand together. So, like I said, make sure that we're really covering as much net as possible and making sure that Hampton Water becomes that call brand to anybody who's walking up to a bar or any buyer across the country that's looking for a rose brand and looking for us. Great. Jesse, I would love to know from you because a lot of our listeners, um, you know, are aspiring to either start their own brand, interested even to entering our crazy industry. Can you tell me, you know, what were maybe one or two things that you wish someone would have told you before you entered the beverage industry? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, Sleep more, exercise. <laughs> Drink <laughs> lots of water. Lot of fun. Yeah, this business is a lot of fun. And uh, we learned the hard way that when you get into this business and suddenly you know every doorman at every bar and you know, you're know you 20-something years old, you're living in New York City and you get to go to really great restaurants and eat delicious meals and people are excited to meet you and they want to show you their drinks and they want to show you their wine and they want to, you know, they want you to meet their favorite bartender and they want to take you to their new restaurant. And all of a sudden you're eating six or seven meals a day. <laughs> the, uh, the lifestyle catch up to you. <laughs> so I wish going into it that someone would have told us, you know, Ali and I, again, we were, we were college athletes. And so we are not afraid of, uh, of eating our weight and good food and, we certainly uh, both have the the ability to work out at a very high level, but we were like, we're fine. It's all good. We're walking around. And by uh, by Christmas of the first year, our mothers were like, boys, we love you very much. It's time to exercise. We said, okie dokie. So uh, yeah, I would say going into it, get rest when you can. You go out many days a week in this business. And so sometimes Saturday off is a good idea. Yeah, I would say, you know, once you enter this business, guys, you either love it or you don't. There's just no gray area because it is so aggressive, right? And it can be super fun, but you, you have to take care of yourself. You absolutely do and find yeah. that space, you know, for yourself. Ali, how are you taking care of yourself these days? I drink a lot of water. My wife taught me Drinking that. water helps too. It's, a, it's an water. easy one to forget, but it's a good one. It's <laughs> a very easy one to forget, but the water is a big deal. And then, you know, it's funny, I, I, uh, you know, I started playing hockey again, which is like a big deal. So twice okay. a week, that's how I, uh, that's how I get my sweat in. And then, uh, listen, it's not, it's not as healthy as it sounds because afterwards I, uh, hang with the boys and bring them out to a bar that's pouring Hampton water. And we sit there for far too long. And my wife gets upset with me as to why I'm not home, but you know, at least I feel like I've earned it at that point. Um, after a nice, you know, hour and a half skate to feel like I burned off a little calorie so I can have a little rosé afterwards. Yeah, that's great. Jesse, where can folks find Hampton Water? 
anywhere, anywhere that, uh, that adults, uh, adult beverages are sold. Uh, but if you check us out on our website at hamptonwaterwine.com, check us out anywhere that social media is watched, uh, just at Hampton Water. You can watch me regularly embarrass myself on TikTok if you're into that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, you can you can find us everywhere. We are uh, distributed in all 50 states. We are in 50 countries outside of the U.S. I don't know if the, the listenership is uh, growing. They are. Yes, we have 20 countries that, uh, that are listening to you today. So yeah. Well, yeah, check us out. Uh, just check us out on our website. You can type in your address. You can find us just about anywhere. And if you can't find us, shoot us an email. I will, uh, I read them. We see them and we send people to where you are. Uh, and truthfully, honestly, if you are anywhere in the United States and you go on our website, I'm going to walk people through this right now, because if you've got people listening that are interested in alcohol, they should know how to do this and help us sell more wine. Uh, if you go to our website and you click on the wine section of the drop down menu, you can scroll down and it will show you all of our distributor partners all over these great United States. And so if you can't find Hampton Water near you, walk in, print out a sell sheet and help the boys help you. you know? <laughs> we, will, uh, we will be more than happy to get you our delicious rosé to wherever you are listening. That's great. So I hope all my listeners wrote that down. And I want to just take a minute just to thank you both, Ali and Jesse, for being on Served Up today. I want to wish you all just a lot of great health and just a whole lot of peace. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future Served Up episodes. Cheers.